Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Well, all right, all right, all right, everyone. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for your patience. We are having some technical difficulties. Thank you to uh, Mercury Retrograde, I have no doubt. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Coach Lois. I'm your host of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. And I know this is a holiday in America. This is not a, a normal day for me to do a podcast. So you're probably like thinking, Lois, why are you doing a podcast on Memorial Day and on a holiday? And I wanted to interview my amazing, beautiful partner, my beautiful husband. And this just was, seemed like the right day to do um, what we're calling our, our coming out announcement of my husband's amazing gifts as a uh, ghost whisperer. So we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff today. So I just want to remind you guys, uh, if you are tuning in live, go ahead and comment below hashtag live and where you are tuning in from. And hello, Gail. Good morning. We have Gail Craft tuning in on LinkedIn. Yay, 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 yay. So good to see you, Gail. Gail's going to be on my podcast in not too long a time. If you want to Play along, everyone. Again, this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. I'm Coach Lois. Comment below, hashtag live and where you're tuning in from or hashtag replay and where you're tuning in from. So if you don't know, um, I'm a sales trainer, a podcaster, just past 200 episodes. And I inspired, this podcast was inspired by my journey in 2020. And I called it Healthy and Wealthy and Wise because I love that phrase, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise, right? And I, I really didn't know at the time, um, but it was meant to actually inspire a lot of conversations over the next two years about living your best life, living your best health, living your best wealth, and living your best truth also known as wisdom. Well, today my husband and I are going to talk about our journey, especially over the last two years. I'm going to share a little bit of the story that I'm going to turn it over to my amazing husband, Didier Kofi. And we got married about, it was 14 years ago, actually, this coming month that we met. And we got married five months later, we started a family and we were both kind of rolling stones. Um, he's lived on three continents I've lived um, in four different states and I've always had this dream of freedom, you know, living my best life and traveling and all of the things. Well, my husband, he can share more of his story. When he came to America, he, like a lot of people, including myself, was always looking to create the American dream, that that beautiful 2.2 kids, the white picket fence, the house, <laughs> the cars, all of the things, Right. And sure enough, really quickly, we just got bogged down by life. We got bogged down big time. And it was really hard. You know, those first 13 years, uh, it was really, really challenging to find our truth inside of our marriage and then find our truth inside of our careers. So really quickly, uh, a lot of you know my story, but I'll just reiterate. Uh, a couple of years ago, we moved here to California and we thought by moving to a new state, our lives were going to be better, different, all of the things, right? But guess what? You move to a new state, but wherever you go, there you are. So I was hoping that our marriage would improve, our life would improve, all of these things. And it didn't. It did in some ways, but mostly uh, we, we were really avoiding um, going within and really asking ourselves some, some deep questions like, why are we here? 
Why are we married? What is our purpose? What is our our truth? And nobody really had taught us how to do that. Uh, until 18 months ago, I had a spiritual mentor named Franco, and he was he was on my podcast twice. And he said, Lois, you got to go in. You got to look within for healing. You got to look within for your purpose. And I had been meditating for quite some time. And I was like, how do you do this? And so I really, I guess, hit proverbial rock bottom about a little over a year ago. So I was making lots of money living here in beautiful Southern California, but I still felt dead inside. And Part of it was I really, really was thinking, oh my gosh, I don't think my marriage is going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to get a divorce or what's going to happen this year. And I recognized that my husband was a mirror to me. We were mirrors to each other with very similar wounds, very similar traumas. And we both had a lot of independent work that we needed to do. And it turns out, lo and behold, part of that journey brought my husband to being and becoming a ghost whisperer and someone who's channeling Michelangelo, making these amazing paintings of these spirits who crossed over and, and a lot of other things. And so Didier, I'd love for you to share, you know, where were you at like a year ago, two years ago, and more about your own life journey that led you to be and become who you are today. Absolutely. Yes. Thanks, honey. Thanks, Lois. <laughs> As I used to call her, Lois, honey. Um, thanks, thanks for the introduction. Uh, thanks for uh, people joining us today. So yes, uh, as, uh, as Lois just said, as you can imagine, it was a rocky journey. Um, coming to, to the United States, to give you a very quick, maybe a one minute briefing of my past life before the United States, so I was born in a, a country called the Ivory Coast or Côte d'Ivoire. That's a French, used to be a French colony. That's the French elements in the name. And my own name, Didier, is a French name. Uh, so I was born there, but at a very young age, around three or so, or four, my, uh, I moved to France with my parents. And I spent about 10 years or so over there uh, in the suburbs of Paris. So I grew up in, uh, in France in a very multicultural uh, environment. So people who haven't been to, to the Paris area, you'll notice that Paris is a melting pot. Uh, then after 10 years or so, when I was around 14 to 15, uh, we, uh, my family moved back to the Ivory Coast, you know, that country in West Africa, where I spent another 10 years. And I came to the United States in 1995. So it's been 27 or so years now that I'm here. I became a U.S. citizen and everything. Um, and when I met Lois, as she said, 14 years ago, uh, as, at the time in my life where I had actually finished, ended uh, a first marriage that lasted for eight years. I'm not going to go into that, but it was a rocky, very difficult ma marriage uh, with somebody from back home, from my country of origin. But we're even not only that, but we're from the same tribe. So, we are, you know, in Africa and African countries, uh, tribes are very important and tribes have a specific language and specific cultures. Well, I married somebody from my own tribe and that didn't work out after eight years of being together. So I divorced um, back in the, around the year 2005 and then I met Lois in the year 2008. Um, so our beginnings, as she said, um, you know, we had the romance and everything as, as you normally do when you meet, uh, you know, your, your sweetheart. Uh, but then life, as she said, hit us really quickly. Uh, and we met in Southern California, um, in San Diego County and Southern Orange County. And then we moved to Minnesota within a year or so of mm -hmm. uh, being together uh, to Minneapolis. So we have a community of friends and uh, in Minneapolis, the, the Twin Cities area, as well as the Midwest. Um, so imagine also that for me, who came from such a very different uh, kind of background, moving to the Midwest was a cultural shock. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's that element of uh, you know leaving an area which I kind of gotten familiar to being in California, and then going uh, and really starting my marriage and my, my family with Lois, the completely new area was one element that kind of added to some of the, uh, you know, the stressors that she mentioned, but there was a lot more than just that. These were, these are kind of the, some of the superficial, uh, you know, it's still important, but I would say more superficial elements um, deeper inside. Uh, there was a lot more uh, that uh, my life at least had uh, accumulated 
uh, through the years. And, and as well as being a black man in America, as you guys know, it's never an easy enterprise. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of things that I was dealing with, which possibly we're going to go through uh, throughout the podcast. But that kind of gave you a quick overview of, uh, you know, where I came from and, you know, how, uh, why I'm here now with Lois back in Southern California, <laughs> where we met uh, 14 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, we always knew that we both had um, a spiritual connection. Um, We were really deeply connected that way. And I think that's what kept us going. Thankfully, you know, there was (laughs) divine guidance along the way. Um, uh, Otherwise, I don't know, you know, where we'd be today, but talk about, you know, I know what I did and my audience has heard a lot of my journey of going within. Um, it's transformed my business. It's transformed our our marriage. It's transformed our lives, and it was also very painful, right, for us to be both in this space of, oh my gosh, you lost your dad. I lost both my parents and my brother. You know, you really starting to have things happen in the middle of the night all the time <laughs> during the pandemic. And I'm going to let you explain what that is. But that was, wouldn't you say that that was kind of like your proverbial wake-up call to realizing something's not right here. I, I got to listen to what's happening inside of me and I can't push it away anymore. Because we we had been married and had different ghost hauntings at our home. And we've actually had to move once, yes. be out of a house, because the yes. ghosts wouldn't leave yes. even, even when we brought in the Ghostbusters, right? So maybe, maybe, maybe that's a good place to start is start back when you started having those experiences and that led us to the pandemic. Yes, uh, absolutely. So, so when we moved to Minnesota, I think the second home uh, that we moved into was a very beautiful uh, home next to a lake called Lake Harriet. So people from the Twin Cities area know that. It's a beautiful neighborhood. And we got in this, this old home that probably was built sometime, uh, I would say at the beginning of the 1900s or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, shortly after we moved in, so back then we only had, uh, Lois and I only had uh, Henry. So our daughter Desiree was not born yet. But Henry was about two years old, or was about to turn two or so. So very young, very young uh, 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 Henry was very young, and uh, the way we, the house was built, uh, Henry's den, he had a den, was right next to our bedroom, and within about two weeks of moving in, I would hear Henry, usually when we put him to bed, he would go to sleep pretty quickly, uh, we, I'll hear him giggle and, and, and laugh and bounce in his, uh, in his crib, and I was like, oh wow, he's still, uh, he's got a lot of energy going on here, he doesn't want to go to sleep, and that kept going on night after night after night. So I started thinking, okay, maybe something is going on <laughs> in the house that just keeps him up. Well, surely enough, yes, something very interesting was going on because when they were done playing with Henry, and then when I say they, I'm talking about, yes, ghosts, yeah, children. Two children, ghosts, were somehow living with us mm-hmm. and playing with Henry. And, you know, when the child is very young, you haven't built all those filters and, uh, all kinds of pre-programming that tells you, oh, ghosts are not real, it's just imagination and things like that. You're a very open channel. So Henry was seeing them and playing with them. And I, and how I noticed that is when I started falling asleep, I would start hearing the other voices in Henry's room beside his own. So I, I started, I was really disturbed by that. I'm like, it seems like there are other kids playing with him. And when Henry would fall asleep, the kids will move in. I will hear their, their steps coming into our bedroom and they will push me because they, they wanted to play with someone else. And somehow they probably felt that I could be aware of their presence. Lois was oblivious to all of this. She was just, she goes to sleep, she goes to sleep. But I was like, who's poking me? And, I, and it's not the side where Lois is on, it's the other side. And I look around, I don't see anybody. I'm like, okay. I, must be again my imagination and I try to fall asleep and boom they keep poking me like that so after a couple of uh, several nights actually a couple of weeks of that going on I said well it's okay I believe that the house is haunted <laughs> there are other spirits in this place uh and we called for help we found somebody who was into that space of you know talking to spirits and stuff we invited her to our house and she did her ceremony, and she's the one who revealed that not only there were the two children, there was also a woman 
uh, the mother of the two kids who were also was haunting the place. So we were living in a haunted house and she tried to help us clear the house, but Lois and I were like, first chance we get, we get out of here. We were not ready to be surrounded by ghosts or deal with ghosts and myself too. I'm like, I want my sleep. I want to be able to rest, go to work and do all my things. So we got out of that house. That was kind of the first really clear experience of uh, contact with the uh, other side that we experienced as a family, all three of us pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, so going after that into the pandemic, so think about this, this was Henry was two. Now Henry's 13, so when the pandemic started, it was around 11. So we'll go back about you know uh, eight to nine years uh, in the future, and I had completely repressed I mean, I would joke with friends and family, and family tell them, yeah, I live in a haunted house. Uh, and I would, we would tell that story to, to people, you know, just so that they knew that we actually experienced, <laughs> you know, uh, hauntings. Um, but it's nothing that I either thought I would be involved with or have any kind of further communication with. Well, the pandemic happened. A lot of people died, including family members. Um, so I had lost my dad, not from the pandemic, but a few years before. And then six months later, I think, Lois, you lost your dad too. Mm -hmm. And then we got into the pandemic around the beginning of 2020. And then you lost your, uh, your brother and then you lost your mother. Mm -hmm. When Lois's brother died, he, I saw him. So that was my, if you want, my second vivid um, uh, interaction with, with a ghost that I knew somehow. Mm -hmm. So that was Lois's brother. Uh, who, you know, died, unfortunately, alone in his home, and nobody knew about it for several days. But I do believe that maybe a couple of days after his death, as I was uh, sleeping at night and I opened my eyes in the middle of the night and I felt his presence and I actually saw him uh, standing there just looking at me and he looked very different, like he's, you know, I knew something was wrong with him, but I never could imagine. He was just, we were going to be joining 50 at that year, both he and I, uh, this were, about, were born the same year. So I never thought that I would lose, we would lose him uh, so soon. So I never really made a connection that it was actually his ghost that was there. I thought, yeah, maybe it's just an image that I have in my head of him. Maybe I'm worrying about him for some reason. And I never took it further until a couple of days later, we got the news that actually he had died. Uh, so that triggered another thing within me about, okay, what's that deal with me and those spirits who are dead, who actually reach out to me when I am in a state that kind of opens up uh, that communication. Um, there were a few other instances during the pandemic, of course, if you can imagine the number of people who died during the pandemic, that was a lot. And they started showing up around me and I could hear them. I could hear their voices at night, in the middle of the night, I could hear their pain, their suffering. Uh, and it started disturbing my life entirely. At which point I had to tell Lois, something is going on with me here that's really impacting my entire life. And I told her, I do believe that somehow ghosts are coming to me and we need to do something about it. But at that time, we didn't know anything on how to deal with it, where to begin. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll give it back to you, Lois, <laughs> as to which areas you want us to go into after that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing, you know, such a vulnerable story. And if you're just joining us, guys, we'd love for you to comment below and play along. We do love to acknowledge our live guests. Uh, first of all, I do want to acknowledge your sister, my beautiful sister-in-law in Ottawa, Canada, Corinne at the Oak Bay is here. So good to see you. Thank you for supporting us. And if you guys want to comment, uh, you can also throw in questions. Um, we are going to go for a full hour today because of the, the nature of the story, the conversation. And if you see value, please hit the share button with your community and of course, um, you can ask questions along the way, and I'll 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 um I'll, in, I'll I'll put the questions in there at the right time, Didier, so you don't have to worry about answering them if you see them. Um, but I just want to remind you guys, you know, why would I be interviewing my husband talking about ghosts, all of the things, right, on this podcast? Because, you know, most of my clients and and audience and and tribe are, you know people who sell and, and, and have their own businesses, coaches, speakers, authors, fellow podcasters, holistic healers, right? Uh, however, the, the main core value um, that Didier and I now also, you know, want to share with people is how do you, how do you speak your truth authentically? How do you, 
how do you find your truth? How do you live your best life and tap into your higher self? So Didier obviously had some kind of a gift and he kept it to himself for a really long time. And this is where I was starting to think, I don't know what's going on. He's not the same man I married. Are we going to make it? You know, I had all this judgment because I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. And, and he didn't know how to come forward. So it was at the end of 2020. Um, we were on a trip when you shared, you had another experience with ghosts who, you know, came to seek you and right by the ocean and you didn't know how to really protect yourself. And it was at that point, and you don't have to tell that story unless you want to, but it was at that point where I said, we got to get help. <laughs> we got to get help. So we turned to one of our friends in San Clemente, California, Cheryl Silverstein, whoop, whoop, give Cheryl a big shout out. And we also turned to yeah. another friend, a shamanic, um, connected to the African, you know, African Sangomas in South Africa. And we said, guys, we have this going on. What do we do? And that's maybe where you want to pick back up and, and talk about your, um, you know, African origins and what you know about your family, but then also your time with uh, Ye Ye. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So we, we were already at a crossroad where um, to, to, to kind of put things in perspective, that incident that happened in San Clemente by the ocean was so traumatic. I felt like I almost died. Uh, it, it could have very well be that I would have died that night because of the intensity of the interaction that happened. So very being shaken so much, myself, Lois, uh, we, I, I took, you know, I followed the advice of our friends. And I reached out to uh, a very, very amazing a person, a be beautiful inside and out woman from Africa. Uh, her full name is Yeye Gogo Nana. She she's a, she has a website and she was featured actually on a documentary uh, called a Crazy Wise that's on uh, Prime Video. So if somebody is very curious about who started helping me finding my my path and my truth, uh, you could watch that Crazy Wise like crazy and wise in one word. Crazy Wise it's a documentary on Prime Video that talks about some of those very interesting things that happen to people that are a little bit uh, you know out of this world. And near the end of the documentary, there is about a five to seven minute section that talks about this, this woman, Yeye uh, Gogonana. Um, so she's from a tradition, African a priesthood tradition called the Sengomas. Uh, so there are men and women who are Sengomas. Uh, and it's really focused from South Africa, but they have a presence uh, in many areas, including West Africa, which is where uh, my, the country of the Arikos that I'm from, uh, one of them, I got actually two other African country in, uh, in my lineage. Uh, one of them is called Togo, that's uh, T-O-G-O, and the other one is called Burkina Faso. So I have three African countries in my heritage. So when I talk to, uh, to I'm gonna call her Yeye, you know, her name is long, but I'm just gonna use Yeye as the name to refer to her. When I talk to Yeye, so being a very intuitive, uh, and also a healer, and also having a very good understanding of African traditions and cultures. She she did her, whatever she does, you know, we were on a Zoom call, it was during the pandemic, so I couldn't be there. She, she's in New York City, I was here in San Diego. So we had a Zoom session for about almost two hours. And she, she, she did what she does to understand what was going on within me. And she said, well, did you, uh, uh, you should have heard this uh, from your family members, but within your family, you, you know, because I do have also royal connections uh, within those three countries, actually two of them, uh, tie me back to families that I consider royalty in those countries. And she said, well, when you have that kind of bloodline, you're bound to have extrasensory things that people call supernatural. That's one of the reasons why people of your bloodline became either chiefs or kings or queens in mm -hmm. those places because they actually had these additional abilities that helped them become better leaders and be able to actually help a great number of people and becoming leaders within their communities. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's in your blood. There's, you cannot change your blood. It's within you. It was bound to happen sooner or later. So I was really struck by her uh, uh, affirmations. And I'm going to give you a side note. Uh, 
I'll tell quickly a little bit more about what she, 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 she told me about myself. But one of the things that I did very shortly after talking to her was actually digging into my family history. And I found this book. It's called An African Family Archive. And if you read down there, it's the Larson of Little Popo Anano Togo. So this is my father's father's family. So I was telling you that I have three African countries within me. So that's on my father's side, on his father's, my grandfather. And there is this book, a big book that about um, close to, I think I see in here 400 to 500 pages that was written by two German historians about the history of my family on my grandfather's side. They made a book out of it. And it's one of those very rare uh, written account of what happened in that part of the world within the year 1841 to 1938. So you're looking at about a century of historical events recorded by members of my family. So they were very literate. They were able to write letters, most of them in English, that are all captured in this book, a whole bunch of them, talking about what life, what life was like in that time, uh, in that part of the world, and how they were communicating uh, with some of the colonists. Some of them were Germans, some of them were from the Netherlands, some of them were from England, and some of them were from the United Kingdom. So a lot of interaction with, and of course, they talk about some of the more esoteric aspects of my family, where they were actually healers, but at the same time also leaders of great communities. That's the reason why the book was written about them. So I would never have taken the time to figure that out. And mm -hmm. nobody in my family actually told me the whole thing. My father having died four years ago, I really didn't have somebody to go directly to and ask questions about this. I had to kind of do my little research to find out, but goodness gracious, there is this entire ancestry behind me and it's manifesting now at this point in my life how do i integrate this truth that i carry in my blood it's not like you can change your blood it's within my dna so it was a very high call wake up call for me to okay how do i connect deeply to this and how do i live my life that I have with my wife and my children and my professional circles, because I didn't tell you guys, but I, I, a quick note about this. I, 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 you know, I studied engineering at a very high level to all the way to the PhD. Uh, I didn't get my PhD because the industry pulled me out of there soon enough to make a lot of money uh, in uh, engineering and IT. Uh, so that's been my professional career. I've been working for big government agencies, left and right, I did consulting for very, very big corporations too. So that was my life and from a professional standpoint. I'm a techie guy. I'm a scientist on one side because I did studies at a very high level, but I'm also a very accomplished professional because I've done a lot of consulting work for major corporations and government agencies in the United States. I'm like, how does all of that matches with a story as big as this that I'm carrying today? Mm -hmm. So this was the conundrum that I was facing about a year, uh, a year and three or four months ago, mm -hmm. and which I told Lois, I'm like, how are we gonna go through this? No, so Ye Ye, back to Ye Ye, she gave me some very interesting um, uh, directions, and she said, at this point in my life, I'm about to do a transformation. And that's the reason why it's become so intense for me, that I'm perceiving those things around myself. She said, it's because I've, I've shut it down way too long. It's actually, she was. She said those words, it's killing me to hide it, to keep it inside. I will not survive if I do not address this mm -hmm. properly. Mm -hmm. And I have to really take time to understand that side of me if I even want to be able to survive. So that was a pretty strong call when I shared the news with, with Lois. Um, and that put us again on a few different paths going forward. So <laughs> I'll let Lois guide you a little bit more to where we want to take our audience after that point. Well, I, I love that you mentioned the Crazy Wise documentary. That's what I have on the screen right now. So if you guys uh, want to check that out, it's very deep. 
Um, I come from, you know, ancestral lines um, where there was quote unquote mental illness, quote unquote schizophrenia, quote unquote addiction, you know, alcoholism, all of these things. And I was starting to understand myself through this process, through my husband's, you know, journey of how a lot of times as a society, we're put into this box, right? You have this American dream box, and I think it's all over the globe. And you don't study your ancestors. You you, you don't you, you don't know about all of the generational traumas and things. And I feel like a lot of them have to do with not listening to your your voice within, not trusting and finding your higher self. And so a lot of people get these diagnoses. Um, collectively, Didier and I have had 10 friends commit suicide also. And I, I, I totally get it because we're really not taught how to live out loud and be our true self. You know, you have a 40-hour week or 50 or 60-hour week job, and then you have these other things happening and you have a family. So I, I felt so much compassion for my husband after I saw this and then through that process, we got, we got more help. And just for time's sake, maybe, maybe talk about, you know, how you started to learn how to manage this gift, but then also another gift came as a result of you starting to go within and, and learn, learn more about what, what you were all about. Uh, absolutely. So, so to give you a quick timeline, we're talking about February of uh, last year. That's when I had my conversation with Yeye. So we barely a few, a few, one year and a few months since then. Um, she she asked me. She said, "Hey, Didier, don't don't be scared also so much, right? About what what I just told you. Because guess what? Um, within your culture and uh, your your family history." You have guidance from people who passed away. She says, "I'll departed once, you know, depending on your, your your belief system, they'll say they'll be in heaven or they'll be in an afterlife. So sometimes they may be reincarnated. But it is common knowledge within some of my, of my cultural, at least, uh, background that the ancestors never leave us. They're still here. And she said, take time to talk to them. Talk to your father. Talk to your grandparents. No, and their their parents. You can actually talk to them, and you will receive from the great beyond some guidance about how to move forward. Because you are the fruit of their lives. Hmm. Myself and my sisters, at least on my side of the family, we are the fruits of our ancestors. So they will be there to help you if you really reach out to them. Hmm. And that's what I did. So I, I reached out to some uh, somebody who was really good in ancestry communication because I haven't really hadn't built yet. So Cheryl uh, that uh, Silverstein that uh, Lois mentioned is one of them, <coughs> and there was another friend um, I can't remember her name. Uh, she she deals with ancestry healing and communication, and these ladies started guiding me on a weekly basis, sometimes over two weeks or so. Um, how do I communicate with my ancestors? So I started. Addressing them and comfort, saying that, hey, you're going to be okay. You know, this is a great gift that is coming into your life. And as part of that awakening of myself, my connection to my ancestry line, I also got another gift, which was the painting thing. Uh, which is part of <laughs> one of the elements of our podcast is this channeled painting uh, as a way to help me navigate the energies involved in building that muscle. This is a new muscle that you're building. Communicating with entities that are not necessarily of this physical world takes some training. They said, well, we're going to give you something that can help you do that. And that was the painting. So I started, which I'd never been to any art school in my life. As I said, I was trained as a, as a scientist and, a, and an engineer. I never went to art school, right, my entire life. I never really did any kind of artistic creation, you know, painting, sculpting, none of that. And all of a sudden, there are a few elements that also facilitated that. This whole thing worked so beautifully together. 
I had this impulse to start painting and I started painting. And as I kept painting, some, I started with landscapes. Then I started painting a few animals. And then I started painting people, human beings. And I became more and more at ease with that side of me, which was completely ignored until then, which also facilitated my opening to, you know, uh, dealing with things like communication with the departed. Starting, of course, with my own family members. That was makes it easier. <laughs> a lot of times, it's easier to talk to somebody you know than someone you've never met before. Um, so the painting came as a channel to me to build that muscle, to nurture that connection. And some pretty interesting paintings uh, came out of it. I mean, uh, I could share some of them with the audience if that's the time, Lois, you tell me, or if you wanted to cover that later, we can do it later. Um, but these are very important things that happen. Yeah, I was going to say, just I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I did put the Sorry. website. I did put the website um, in the comments for those that I, I can share on YouTube and um, my fan page and stuff. So there's also, if you want to go take a look, but I, I, I think it's a great idea to go ahead and share any of the, like the physical paintings that you have on your side. And then we do have a question from the audience. So I want to get to Sean's question after you show some paintings. Yeah. yeah. So as I told you, I started with landscapes. So I did ocean landscapes, like this one. Yeah. So that's the moon over the ocean. And again, as I said, never done painting before in my life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I've, I, I've done animals. So this is a little a buffalo. I did this one for my daughter because she, uh, she wanted a buffalo painting. So I did a little buffalo like this. Um, so these are more natural things. As far as people, <laughs> let's start with an easy one. There's a Marilyn Monroe here. <laughs> Painting, right? So again, no art school, no training. And hold on, hold on. You have to tell the story. No, 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 Jesus you, painting. Can you can you tell them that Marilyn came to you? Uh, I think you should you should tell them about the fact that you're not just ah, painting ah. these randomly. <laughs> okay. Yes. So the Marilyn Monroe painting. So we went to an island called Catalina. So which is uh, right uh, off the coast of uh, Los Angeles, uh, Southern California. It's a really nice island. About an hour and a half on a ferry boat will take you to the island of Catalina. So the island of Catalina used to be one of the places where Marilyn Monroe lived. So before she became a big star, uh, in Hollywood, she was married to a, a Navy guy and they lived on the island of Catalina. So Lois and I visited that island and surely enough, we were maybe, uh, I don't know, two, 20 yards away from the house where she lived. That's the hotel we stayed at, not even knowing that we were that close to her home. Um, but we, we knew that she had lived in that island and I was curious about you know figuring out where she, she lived. But, but to get to the ghost whispering aspect, she visited me that night uh, or spirit, if you want to call it. Or I don't think it was a ghost. A possibly a spirit. It's a Marilyn Monroe. Uh, it that <laughs> uh, when we were uh, on Catalina, spending that night there, and then it inspired me to make that portrait of her. So that's what came. That's where that portrait came from. It was that uh, encounter with a spirit, or if you want the uh, the energy or ghost of Marilyn Monroe herself. That's that. Uh, Jesus. Painting that I did, uh, you know, you may have seen this on my, on Facebook. I've shared that uh, on Facebook. Uh, it's a painting of Jesus. So my connection uh, with Jesus uh, as a, as a great Lord, as uh, a divine master. You now, when we say the Spirit of Christ is that big, I understand it so much more now than I ever did in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I was raised Catholic. I can tell you that my connection to, to Christ today. And his true, his true profound message is so much stronger within me today as it has ever been. And that was also facilitated through that spiritual work uh, that I've been doing recently. Uh, so I don't, I don't just stop to Christianity. Um, as far as Africa is concerned, this is an Egyptian goddess of the name of Isis. So she is a great priestess from back thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. Uh, in Egypt, 
And there is some very profound, uh, for anybody who takes time to study the story of ISIS and her cultural and, <coughs> sorry, um, mystical impact on all religions, you will be surprised how much of what she brought to the world exists today through so many different religions around the world. So I captured her also as a painting. Mm. And for our friends from India, this is my connection to the goddess Kalima, which some people, yeah, Jema Kali. Some people think of her as a as a scary one, but she's not. <coughs> I would see uh, for Indian culture the goddess Kalima uh, very close to what some of the dark Madonna, for example, uh, would be referenced in, uh, in in Christianity. Uh, she is a very loving, caring uh, deity within the Hindu culture, and I also was, uh, um, if you want, called to make a painting of her. And that was my rendition of it, right? That was just me connecting to the goddess Kalima. So these are just a few examples. <coughs> Excuse me. As of today, I think I've done 42 paintings about the, with the, about the size of what you've seen. And two of them are like mega size, very, very big paintings. Um, uh, this, one of them is of my beloved wife, <laughs> Lois. So she gets to have her almost like a, a Mona Lois instead of a Mona Lisa. She has a Mona Lois. It's really beautiful. Painting. <laughs> I'm not going to share it here because for other reasons. Uh, but it's a beautiful painting that I did of, of my beautiful wife. And I have another big one also that I did of uh, other deities in uh, uh, Tibet, Tibetan traditions. Uh, that I've discovered have so much wisdom uh, to share with the world. If you, even, if you don't even believe into their deities, but the wisdom of their philosophies is so profound when it comes to how humans relate to each other and can learn to honor themselves and honor others with as little judgment uh, as possible. Uh, and it's a beautiful uh, thing to experience nowadays with all the polarization that exists in our world. Yeah, so, so powerful. I'm you back. Perfect, yes. perfect, perfect. I think there's a little bit of a delay between us, so I did not mean to speak over you, my love. Um, so I, I want to mention a couple of things. Um, I, I want to get to some questions, though. So uh, just really to reiterate what he's talking about with painting these different beings, it's been very healing for him, but it's also been healing for other people. So like we both, we both had a religion, church wound, we both had family wounds. And so as he was painting Jesus and even Mother Mary, like I have come alive in my own spiritual path. Again, we, we honor all religions, all beliefs, our atheist friends. We, we love everyone, just, just so we're clear. Um, I don't usually talk about religion on my podcast, but this is just an important thing to remember as you honor your truth and you share your truth, you help others inspire others to do the same. So that's why I wanted to share that. And, and, and for both of us, you know, he's started painting different beings who in our family line, including my brother who passed away and including my mother. And as he was painting her the week of mother's day, actually, no, it was, sorry. It was the week of the anniversary of her death. I found myself in a space of healing. Like I cried. I went through uh, some more shadow work, what we haven't really talked about and calling that deep, deep wound unpacking and finding your truth is, is also known as, as shadow work, right? A lot of times we want to fake it till we make it and not face the shadow because we think that's bad. Um, however, DDA and I have both seen once you put a light on those shadows and those wounds and love yourself through them, that's where the true healing and ascension process, um, can begin. So we will be talking about, before we wrap it up, I want to get to the questions now, Didier. Um, but we, we, uh, we want to let you guys know that my husband is also, um, doing weekly ghost whisperer, um, ceremonies, um, and where he's had lost souls who haven't passed on to the light. He helps bring them to the light and they also channel through him. And he has countless sketches of all of these people. So I, I just want to make sure you stay till the end. So you got to hear more 
about that. Um, but do you want to say anything more about when you were painting my mom? She came to you, right? Um, wanting you to paint her. And then um, we'll go to the questions after you share a little bit about that. Yes, it, it was um, very interesting because, I mean, we have a few pictures of your mom in the house that we, you know, we just family members, of course, get their pictures in your home. Um, but when we got closer to the time of the um, of Mother's Day uh, timeline, um, I had a very strong, actually it was in a dream, um, where she she came to me and she said, it's, it's time uh, for you to do a painting of me, um, which I was like, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> um, so I just did. So I said, okay, how do you want me? When it happens, I have no problems now, you know, just talking to them. I'm like, okay, I know I'm here on 3D Earth. You're possibly in a different realm of existence, but please guide me. How do you want me to represent you? And immediately she, you know, I was guided towards a particular um, picture of her that we had in the house. And she says this, at this time in my life, this particular year of my existence that was captured in this picture, that's what I want. So that's the, that's the direction that I took. And I think I, I, within two days, even less than that, in two days, the painting was done because she was right there. She's like, now it's the time you, you have to do this. And as soon as I did the painting and I presented it to Lois, it unlocked a lot of the transformation that she kind of started mentioning about her own healing journey and our connection to her mother uh, was triggered by this painting. Uh, and, and I loved it because I was like, yeah, that's the reason why she came to me at that moment, because she knew that this channeling could be an instrument of healing uh, and bringing peace and closure to a lot of people at different points in their lives. So that was a very, very clear example of that. Yeah. And thank you. It was so powerful for me to heal that mother wound and to really accept and embrace my femininity as well. So it did way more than we could have ever anticipated. Um, so we will be helping together as a couple. We want to be helping couples with honoring those wounds, working with them and working with your spouse as you go through that process. So more to come on that. I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to Bhakti in Minneapolis. Bhakti Ashaya, our great ascension beyond meditation. It's way, way more than you're just closing your eyes and trying to quiet your mind. And then... Um, Gail was uh, talking about her spirit goddess. I think she was talking about Kali or uh, Isis at that time. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want to go back to Sean. Um, Sean had a question. Um, no. If I can find it now, there's been so many wonderful. Here we go. Have you ever considered not embracing your transformation, but acknowledging it, but still doing the professional path you are or were on? Do you want to speak to that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's all about integration. So I'm doing both. Uh, so the spiritual work that I've started discovering a little bit more than a year ago is, is, is an integral part of, of who I am. And also the professional uh, education and services that I know I have been able to provide for 27 years or so uh, are still part of my life. So the trick here is where is the balance, as usual. It's all about finding the balance. And it's a beautiful thing. Finding, searching, and finding that balance has brought to me more peace, clarity for myself, authenticity for myself, presence for my wife and my children that I have ever been able to do because I understand that all these things are part of me. There is no competition at this point. When you embrace the truth that you are in all of its dimensions, I am still the same scientist I used to, I used to be and the same um, technology consultant. I've, I'm working on projects with, I'm, I can't say because I'm not allowed to talk about those things. I'm still very involved in some very major things professionally from a technology and, and science uh, standpoint. But at the same time, I have these beautiful elements now in my life that is no longer bringing tension and friction and repression within me. It's nurturing my being. It's bringing energy. It's bringing clarity. It's bringing inspiration to so many elements, aspects of my life, including my family life with my, my beloved wife, Lois, here and our children. 
we find ourselves having conversations with our children that we didn't have back in the days. Mm -hmm. We give them, now now we understand how important it is for somebody to really find the truth. We do that for our kids. So we have to let our children express their truth. Mm -hmm. And we give them, you know, an environment, opportunities throughout the day to express themselves, to share their dreams, their fears, their concerns, Mm -hmm. their plans. All of this happens in such a in such a more fluid way now, because for myself, I've been able to integrate all the aspects, elements of who I am, and I know there's more to discover. The journey is not over. God only knows what else he's on he's on my path of uh, um, you know until the day I'm done with this life here. But I have, I've understood that now as a very profound lesson to really integrate all aspects of me and respect. You know, respect people around me too. You know, I'm, I don't bother my coworkers with anything that has to do with the spirit world. It's not their concern. Some of my friends, for sure, because they're friends, they need to know what happens with me. But it's very important to me to honor everybody else's space. Mm-hmm. And I can do that also with more ease now. I can be with people who don't believe in any of that. And I still love them as much. And I still have a beer with them if we need to, or go out and have fun on the track somewhere, you know? So it's that authenticity because I'm more at peace with myself. I find myself being more at peace with letting others people be who they are. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I want to quickly speak to that. And then Elizabeth, we're going to get to your question next. So hopefully Sean, that answered your question. He's still navigating the both and of it. And we know some people really struggle with having a quote unquote side hustle as a spiritual healer, teacher, artist, all of that. And so we're working and still navigating some of those pieces and parts. We'll tell you at the end how you can purchase art from Didier, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he still has a full-time, you know, professional career. In the meantime, because he focused on healing his wounds, I focused on my own shadows and work and we honored each other it was not easy to do that, by the way. At first, there was a lot of times I compared myself. I felt less than. I felt like I was a third wheel. I was competing now with his career and now his new passion. So I went through my own hell. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. And there's still days where it's it's still, I'm still working on all of the peeling back of the layers of the onion. But when you don't deny your truth and you start pursuing it, even if it seems crazy, which is why we mentioned the crazy wise documentary, right? Cause you might feel like you're a few fries short of a happy meal when you're going into this space, right? You're like, what the hell is going on with me? But with the right help, and that's what Didier and I want to provide for people in the future with that right assistance. Oh my gosh, abundance, everything. The world is your oyster because you are shining your light. You are living your ultimate truth. It's just, you're going to have to go deep and that's scary. And, and that's why we wanted to share our message today more than anything is to shine our light. Um, as we move forward as a together, even more aligned than ever as a couple, because I feel like a lot of people feel alone and separate because they don't fully understand their gifts and don't necessarily want to do the hard work, but we're here to tell you it is so, so flipping worth it guys. So Elizabeth asked, how do you feel when you have these artistic spirit visions? She's found some profound experiences when she feels ancient archetypes herself. So can you, can you, what do you feel? What do you sense, see, smell, anything you want to share? Yes, yes, it's it's a it's a very beautiful experience. Um, so I, I had to establish some rule of engagement. That's another beautiful thing that I discovered. You can control. I mean, I've learned to control my amount of interaction, the duration, uh, when I'm channeling and connecting to that kind of higher level inspiration. So it usually comes as uh, an image that's comes into my mind. So it will be usually it's during a space that I've allowed for that to happen, you know, because, you know, as I said, many elements in my life needs to be integrated. So there is a time that I allow myself, but it was not easy to get to that balance. Lois will tell you that where I, we had times for each thing. So I, I have a space within my day and within our home where this takes place. So when I'm doing an artwork uh, like that, usually either it could have had a dream, for example, where, 
particular entity or deity or you know concept of uh, uh, within humanity comes to me, uh, and then it, it, it takes more shape over time. Like over a couple of couple of days, sometimes it stays in my head, and then it starts taking a shape of what it should become, how it should be represented, um, and then I just tap into that element. So I. I really create a peaceful um, environment for me. So I'll have maybe a little meditation music there, uh, maybe burn some incense, create a quiet space. And I pretty much let myself feel. That is so important. This is not an intellectual exercise. It's truly an emotional one. I let myself feel the painting. And once I let myself feel the painting, the guidance to how to represent it on the canvas is almost automatic. And when that happens, it's like the state of flow where I'm very, um, I feel very peaceful at the same time, very focused because there is a message that's being expressed through me onto a canvas. And I will do it for an amount of time and I'll be like, okay, I think that's about as much as I can take. And I will, I, I will pause it when I feel that, okay, that's about as much as I can. And let's, use the next time window to continue that. And I could do it over several days like that until the painting is done. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my process. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I was going to say, guys, just a re little reminder, and then I want you to talk about the windows ceremony itself and what you've learned, what you've experienced, how you, how you negotiated your own time for the ghost to come to you. Cause otherwise they were coming to you at all hours of the night and every night for, for many, 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 many months actually, um, which was impacting your health and all of the things. And so, um, he's, he created boundaries, which is good for all of us in business. I coach a lot on this. If you've been following me for a while, um, but take us through it. A, 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 if you don't mind, however much you want to share about your ghost whisper or ceremony and what, what type of ghosts are coming to you? What are you doing in the ceremony? And how are you passing them into the life? Yes. So, so the window ceremony is something that I do every Saturday morning for about an hour. And I have a whole week to get ready for it. So during the week, I'll give myself a few more months during the day, like those windows of communication that I talked about, where um, I would ask, Whichever entity goes who find themselves lost and need help crossing over, make themselves known to me. And the way they make themselves known to me is again through my channeling, um, you know, this artistic rendering. This is a hundred sketches of the ghosts that I've helped. There's about a hundred of them now that I've helped. And every single one of them will manifest themselves and let me see what they look like. To get see some examples here, there's a hundred sketches like that in this book, and these are the ones that I've held. So throughout the week, I'll usually have about up to nine of them, and then during the, the ceremony, I create a sacred space. So there's a whole ritual that I've been trained to do by people who really understand how to do that, and I go through that ceremony where I help them, I give them reassurance that they're moving into a safe space, that they're actually only joining back to the divine. That's where they're going. And they're going to find a lot of peace, a lot of love on the other side. Uh, and I do that for about an hour with each one of them. And at the end, I thank the ghosts for their presence, for their trusting me. I give blessing to their families, for those they've, they've left behind. Uh, and I give blessing to the divine help that allows me now to do this work. And for people who want to know more about Ghost Whispering, I also recommend this book, <laughs> The Medium Next Door. It's like a playbook. But you could also read, if you ever were more interested in that, it's by an author, her name is uh, Maureen Hancock. She's pretty famous in the ghost whispering uh, community. The medium next door is another way that you could get some guidance on how to do that. Awesome, awesome. I was just gonna, I wanted to acknowledge, we have some great support fans out there for you, Dee. Dr. Mel Krug in St. Paul, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul has joined us. So she says, hello. And uh, super excited. Um, this is from your sister. Uh, she actually said, sometimes, there's a little bit of a delay. Sometimes when I close my eyes, I see people's faces and I don't know who they are. And uh, of course, Elizabeth 
sharing um, that she relates to you. Um, she wants to talk to you sometime, which I, I want to acknowledge uh, for those of you that would like to connect with Didier. Um, I just put his LinkedIn profile um, in the comments. I'll also put that in the show notes, uh, but you can simply connect with him on LinkedIn. Um, and I put, I'll put his um, LinkedIn profile uh, also on the screen. And I've already shared with you guys uh, his website so that if you want to see uh, some examples of his art, you can go there. Uh, that's simply um, the ghostwhisperpainter.now.site link that I put in the show notes and put on the screen. Um, but if you're interested in purchasing some art, if you're interested in talking to him, of course, connect with him on LinkedIn. Um, and is there anything else that you want to share? Um, people that you want to serve, people that you want to help, um, or, or anything about your commissioned paintings, especially for those who have lost loved ones. I know we're, we're just at the beginning guys. So D is, is, um, still newer at this, but you would never know it because <laughs> he's, he's grown so quickly in a very short period of time. So Anything that you care to share about selling your prints of your artwork or anything else? Yes. Yeah, so you can get the artwork in prints, the existing one. Uh, you ask me which one, you can communicate with me through the links that uh, Lois has given you. I'll, uh, I'll give you the quotes for the prints. It all depends on the sizes and everything and the material that you use. So there are lots of options for that. If you want commission work, like you want a portrait of a, of a loved one who has passed away, I can also do that. Uh, you tell me which size portrait you want, and I can also quote you for a portrait of a loved one who's passed. I will do that. As far as uh, ghost uh, busting or doing ghost uh, whispering, uh, I'm still figuring that those details, the logistics is not simple because we still have a pandemic going on. So that one is trickier, but if you have any issues that you want to talk about, I can have conversations uh, about that. Wow, you're getting the call already. Sorry this is. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, anything else? Any other advice you want to give? About, yeah, what currently. Cool. Did you have any advice for anyone? Yes. 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 I would. I would really say. Anybody who's going through anything of that nature where you have something inside you that has been ignored, but it's there, you know deep in your heart that there is something, don't think that you're crazy. Do not think that you are crazy. Seek advice from people that may help you, you know, find your way through that and always be true to yourself. That is really the big message here. Be true to yourself. Every single one of us is a wonderful, wonderful being. We have so much to offer ourselves and the world if we just allow that space to exist within us and we let it, it express itself. So that's my advice and our recommendation. Be true to yourself, deep in your heart. I love it. Yeah, going within was the best thing that we could have ever done individually to, to not only save our marriage, but to create a thriving marriage and family life. And one more thing that I'll share, we didn't get to talk much about this. I'll probably have Didier back in something else that he and I are also very passionate about. And some of you might be like, what are you talking about, Lois? But if, if this resonates you with you, please reach out to us. We've been fortunate to connect with some amazing spiritual mentors who have been helping us guide us more into that love and light that the world is, is opening itself up to called the 5D, 4D, 5D Ascension, Didier was talking about the 3D um, dimensional bodies that we have as humans. And there's so much going on behind the scenes right now. You may have been feeling it. You may, um, you know, with the shooting in Texas, there's, there's still a lot of dark energy, but a lot of that is because it's resisting this massive, massive amount of amazing, beautiful light and love that we are all able to share, right? When you shine your light, you give permission for others to do the same. Again, in summary, as we close this podcast out, so Dee and I have both been transformed by studying this work that's this, this manifestation of this 5D ascension. So if any of that resonates with you and you want to have a Zoom with me and Didier and, and talk about the struggles you've been going through, 
what maybe your 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 symptoms of your higher purpose and higher self are coming out and you don't know what to do with them. And and we want to encourage people to to learn from our experience. I was working and drinking over mine and, and Didier had his own numbing mechanisms as well. That was, we were just pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down. But there's these whispers of things that are happening inside of you. Don't push them down. We really want to encourage you um, to reach out to us as we close out here. And if you saw value in today's show, please hit the share button um, with your community. And um, I'm going to close with the same question I ask all of my guests, Didier. So even though you're a husband and we've gone over an hour, I'm not going to not close with this. Um, When you hear the phrase Mm -hmm. healthy and wealthy and wise, what does it mean for you? Oh, to me, it's a path to ascension. <laughs> Be healthy, like find find a, a space of uh, integrity with your body. You know, be balanced, respect your body. Wealthy for me is, is the abundance, accepting this abundant um, reality. We are all all of us. No, nobody is, is has to be denied abundance, and the wisdom uh, really is found within. Uh, within yourself, you will find all the wisdom that you need. If you only, you know, give yourself the credits that you deserve, um, you will find that wisdom. That's how I see it. <laughs> That's it, the path to ascension. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, my love. I so appreciate you and love you. Grateful for your light being shared now with the world. I, I, I jokingly, lovingly say he's coming out of the closet to share with you his truth. And so I uh, just want to remind you guys again, if you if you want to be inside of the Facebook community, Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, please go to Facebook. Otherwise, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, and of course, share this message with other people that you know may be struggling right now that, that really are in a dark place or are just really curious about what the heck is going on in the world because the world is changing rapidly um, behind the scenes. And it's, it's that ripple effect, right? One person uh, drop in the ocean, you know, is, is the ocean is filled with all these drops and we are all part of this journey together. And we want to really encourage you to reach out if you guys have any questions. So until next time, guys, um, this was my only guest for the week. I don't have another guest until June 10th, but it's going to be a doozy. It's going to be my friend, Tara Samadhi, who's the host of The Cosmic Life. She's a divine channeler. Um, a Hollywood artist, and she's got a lot of gifts and skills as a musician. Um, So I'm excited to be bringing her and sharing her truth, her story. So until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for attending another amazing Healthy and Wealthy and Wise show. Thank you so much. Please subscribe, download, leave a review or a rating. And also, if you felt like you could benefit from some help, maybe some magnetic mind support, maybe some lead generation and sales strategy. I would love to gift you a free month of my membership or go to bookacallwithlois.com. That's right, www.bookacallwithlois.com. And if you haven't had a one-time free strategy session with me, that's my gift to you today for attending all the way to the end. Here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom.